everybody, I'm Dr. Deb, and welcome to another episode of PTSD and Beyond. Welcome to the PTSD and Beyond podcast, where we give you insights into post-traumatic stress, trauma recovery, healing, and beyond. I'm Dr. Deb Lind, and in each episode, I have a conversation with a guest who will stimulate your mind, touch your heart, and connect with your spirit, and also give you a greater understanding of yourself and others on this healing and recovery journey walked by so many of us before, wounded healers with lived experience and heroes. Hopefully, we'll also provide a glimpse into possibilities and purpose, hope, and inspiration. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. One last thing, guys, before we dive into today's episode, if you'd like an ad-free experience and like early access to new episodes and special events, I want to let you know you can join us at patreon.com. That is patreon.com forward slash PTSD and beyond. All right, let's do it. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Deb here with PTSD and beyond. Thank you so much for joining again and listening in. Hey, I want to take a a step even deeper with the last podcast episode. The last podcast episode was talking about anniversary dates and turning points. So the turning point of the healing. So when you decided or what was the event? What was the turning point in your life where you said to yourself, yep, I need some help. Or, yep, this stops with me. When, I, when I've asked folks before about their story and what the turning point is, they can all share. They can all communicate exactly what it was that they said, this is it. And so going deeper, I'm not sure if this is a secret, actually, I've been thinking about this, like, is it a secret? Is it a secret, this next thing I want to talk about? Is it a secret? Is it, I don't know, maybe something that I never thought I'd actually have to bring it up? And what's got me thinking about this topic I want to talk about today is, again, there's no airplay There's no conversations about this. And it's fascinating. It's fascinating to me that with all these awareness dates that we have around mental health and supportive mental health and the, you know, push to go get help and the push of these resources that are available, that we're not going deeper and talking about, I think, the things that really... Yeah, actually, I know the stuff that really matters. And this next topic I want to talk to you guys is about loneliness. Now, I'm not talking about loneliness from, well, we know that loneliness is an epidemic, and we know that loneliness and isolation are adding to mental health challenges. The further that we go into the rural areas, that we know that those numbers increase, That's not the type of loneliness I'm talking about. The type of loneliness that I'm talking about 
is when we have a turning point in our life and we make the decision to get help and to start on this healing journey of mental wellness. Nobody is talking about how lonely it can be because the people that were around us may no longer be around us. Think about it. If you decide to go and get help and the people around you don't or the people around you get angry because you've decided to get healthy. There might, it might happen where the people who were once around you are no longer going to be around you. And that's hard. And we aren't talking about it. See, sometimes I think that the information, again, like I mentioned in the previous podcast, is so the surface. And it almost gives a misperception that, hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, everything's going to be the same. But it's not. It's not. Think about it. Think about if you were, I don't know, on a, a wellness journey and decided to start going to the gym. But everybody around you wasn't into nutrition, wasn't into health and fitness, and the more that you decided to do these things, you know, maybe there's this talk about stigma, projection of stigma of, oh, well, we can't do that because, you know, we can't have donuts on Sunday because, oh, you're getting healthy now. That kind of stuff. And in the other part of this conversation, it's not funny, but I'm finding it fascinating that we don't talk about is when a person decides to invest and commit to their mental well-being, how does that affect them in the workplace? I keep seeing all this stuff about psychological safety. Just go on to LinkedIn. You'll find all sorts on psychological safety. Well, there are going to be people in the workplace who are going to say, uh-uh, <laughs> not me. Oh, don't you think you're going to tell me to do that? <laughs> I have a thing with one of my friends. I can't believe I'm going to share this with you. But I do. I got to make life light. This stuff can be heavy. And so the joke with my friend is when something's status quo and mediocre, and it's getting pushed on me, like I got to eat that, you know, like <laughs> make you, I'm going to force you to like it. I'm going to force you to eat it. What I say is, don't be throwing that shade at me, box mac and cheese. <laughs> I cannot believe I'm actually going to put this out there. I have certain little phrases that I say to myself, as well as my friends. And um, yeah, because sometimes this stuff can be really heavy. And I also need to be very mindful of my own mental health and well-being. 
And so that's one of the phrases that I use. Don't be throwing that shit at meatbox mac and cheese. <laughs> and how this actually came about is uh, I was making homemade macaroni and cheese. I mean, I'm talking like with a hand grated artesian blend of cheese and, you know, premium pasta and, and yeah, lobster actually. <laughs> And there's a secret ingredient in that recipe. Anyway, so circling back, when we do get on this journey, I wish that people would talk about the things that would prepare someone for in the event that these things happen. Because no one's talking about it. No, one, no one's preparing us. I guess, you know what? Somebody is. I guess I am. I think about these things. I think about the things that we, yes, are are so not surface. They're they're deeper. And one is, yeah, when you decide to get help, there are going to be people who are going to be your biggest champion and cheerleader, and there are going to be people who are going to be freaking cheesed off. Because, and the other thing I want you to know is, it's not because of you. It's because they choose not to do what you have chosen to do. And that is very threatening. It's very threatening. I'll give you another example. Think about people that say, you know what? I'm not going to drink alcohol anymore. I can't drink alcohol anymore. But everybody around them, are their drinking buddies, right? Oh, what do you mean? Come on. Oh, you know, you're going to hear so much flack. And you're going to realize, I'm not speaking to, I'm saying you in general, not you, the listener that I'm talking with. People are going to realize that there are going to be people who can no longer be in their tribe because they want to drink and they don't want to be around anybody who's going to project to them that they shouldn't drink either because maybe they have a problem with alcohol and they don't want to face that. They don't want to face that. And I, I will say that for me and my healing journey, there are, there are clear boundaries. And yeah, have I been challenged on those boundaries? I sure have. Absolutely. 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 People say, you know, make snide comments, of course. But I also say to myself, that is not in my inner circle. I, you can't, you can't do the work. You just can't. You can't be mentally healthy and have like a, abusers around you. You just can't. So in the workplace, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And I mean interesting, not in the sense of, you know, like, I don't like it interesting. I think I've defined this word interesting culturally, what it means. I mean literally interesting, like fascinating, curious, observation, waiting on bated breath to see what happens. 
But yes, it will be very interesting to see how things move forward as more and more voices are being heard and more and more advocacy to mental health and mental wellness continues to be on the forefront of leaders and organizations, nonprofit organizations, communities, neighborhoods, families, schools, and podcasts. The messages are there. But before significant change happens, there's always, and we see this in history, there's always going to be, I want to call it like the last hurrah of fighting. The last hurrah of fighting. And that, and that does happen. That happens. I mean, that happens in families where people, again, like I said, we can even just, we can look at anything. You know, anything from health and fitness to wellness to, you know, healthy behaviors to um, working through trauma, breaking cycles, breaking generational cycles, um, psychological safety in the workplace, neighborhoods. I mean, there are so many places where this is applicable. So many places where this is applicable. And yeah, the people who don't want to change are going to fight. They are going to, they are going to put it in your face and they're going to say things and do things that are going to be hurtful. And then what happens is the person who decides that, you know, no, I'm, I'm on this healing journey, man. And uh, yeah, there's going to be relationships that are no longer. And, and that person's going to feel isolated and lonely for a time. And I want you to know, though, that isolation and loneliness pause is a, is a great space for you to learn more about yourself. For you to reconnect with you. And I was fortunate to have a dog with me. And uh, that really was a lot of comfort. A lot of comfort. But boy, I tell you, early on, oh my gosh, it was... Yeah, there were times where, you know, you're th seeing everybody else with their families at the holidays, and it was so hard. And I remember, I remember, um, I remember thinking there were, there were times where I was thinking about the missing and the loss, like I mentioned before in the previous podcast. And, you know, people would feel sorry for me. And then they would, like, tell me their stories about being with family. And I'd think to myself, shit, I don't have to deal with that crap anymore. You know, <laughs> like, I don't have to do that. And then I would think, God, you know what? I'm really lucky. I can do whatever I want. I used to travel on the holidays. I'd, I would have, like, spa days and all sorts of things for myself. And my dog, he and I used to do all sorts of things. And people, I'd go back to work and people would be bitching and complaining about all the crap that they had to tolerate and, you know, this relative and that relative. And I'd think, why? Why? Why put yourself through that? And then I actually started, when I started working in, in corporations um, and doing this work, there were people that I would specifically come in and do projects right before the holiday time to help people through that period, which can be very stressful and very re-traumatizing and triggering and reactive for folks because of 
inherited traumas and abuse, frankly. Abuse, you know, flying monkeys and enable instead of people saying, yeah, you know what? This isn't healthy. What are we doing here? We need to stop this. And I can remember specifically one person who that year he had a plan. And when we came back after the holiday for the debrief, he was like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. My mental health is too important, and I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to tell everybody why. And we did prepare. We did prepare for the pushback. The pushback. And there can be stigma and shame with that pushback. See, there's another level of stigma that we don't talk about, which is when you make this decision, there's going to be some pushback. And the pushback's going to be, you know, an amped up level of stigma. I'm really proud of the work that we do here at PTSVN. I'm proud of these podcasts. I'm proud of the listeners that come here to listen to these messages because this is the kind of stuff that we're not talking about, that doesn't get talked about. I want. I don't even want to say enough. I'm talking at all. And I truly believe that the more that we share our insights from, yeah, our lived experience, then we can help more people. We can help more people. Because the, the other thing of coming through the decision, you know, the anniversary date, the turning point, the decision, the isolation and loneliness, because, you know, people are going to go, well, I don't want to be around you anymore. You're no fun. Is... It's a great time to reconnect with yourself. There's a lot of self-discovery that can happen during that time. And the other thing is, you make new friends. I kid you not. The one thing that I, I used to say to myself too, no, it's not another box mac and cheese. <laughs> but I used to say to myself, the space is open. And if people are in my life, that close the door, then the right people can't walk through. It's like when you have your hand in a fist and your hand is clenched and it's closed because you're holding on to something. So just holding on to it. But what we're holding on to isn't helpful. So when we open up our hand and we release our hand from being clenched, it's open to receive. It's open to receive. So while there's a temporary space because there's a void of people who were there, it's a door that's open for others to walk through. And others that are healthy, that are on a healing journey. Just like you, just like me, we're both on healing journeys. And we both have boundaries for people who are in our inner circle, that they too are on either a healing journey for mental health and wellness and well-being, or they're already there in some aspects in some ways. Because after all, aren't we all trying to come home to that place? That place of peace, that place of hope, that place of joy, that place of inspiration, that place of unity, of connection, 
and of love, right? Belonging, that's what it's all about. It's all it's all about. So that's what I've got for you today. And no, I'm not going to say that it's a box mac and cheese moment because it's not. But if that quote resonates with you, then you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> you know it's coming. I do appreciate you being here, though. If you've made it this far, truly, thank you so much for being here. And look forward to another episode because guess what? We're better together. We're stronger together. Come on, say it with me. You know what? Someone should actually do a recording. Send me that recording because I want to hear someone else say it. We're better together. We're stronger together. And take what resonates and go beyond.